What's going on, everybody? Hi, I'm Jackson Finch, and along with Peyton Taylor, and we have a very, very, very special guest tuning in today, Coach Kevin Connell. And we have another exciting episode of Cousin Cast coming to you today. Peyton, go ahead and tell tell everybody what's going on. Ah, uh, yes, the head of our sponsor, uh, Kevin Connell Hitting Academy, also the assistant coach of the Northeast Softball Tigers, Kevin Connell. Kevin, how are you? I'm good. It's good to be a part of the show. Three berries there. Good touch. That right there. All right. Well, you know, we got a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, but but first, mm. I would like to give a very, mm. very, very heartfelt apology to all of our listeners out there for uh, not having any content coming out on Tuesday. We had a lot going on, and we just couldn't get it squeezed in, and I'm deeply sorry. Peyton, do you have any words for that? Yeah, uh, just didn't work out. We're very, very sorry about that. You know, we've been shooting for every Tuesday. We've done very well with it but you know we missed one and uh sorry about that but we're gonna hammer out some really good content but we we got you guys today we're gonna and we've got an extra special guest coming in today to help uh make up for it if you will well a lot to talk about uh let's go ahead and start with the obvious eli manning be a bench for daniel jones after uh 35 21 loss uh week one to the Dallas cowboys and a uh 28 to 14 loss to the buffalo bills in week two uh gets benched by uh it, it a lot of people knew it was coming after uh david gettleman said on monday he's or it, rather it was pat Schumer, sorry yeah. saying uh that he wouldn't commit to a starting quarterback and he said i realize how what kind of controversy this is going to bring up at that point you knew the announcement was going to come soon i just wasn't sure it was going to be this week but they went ahead and made the change uh we'll get into it in a, i'll get i'll let you talk first about it since it's my, you know, my Giants team, I'm not a big fan of the change, but I'll tell you why in just a second. What do you think, Jackson? I mean, we all knew it was coming. Well, I didn't know it would come this early. I mean, we're two games into the season. They've already made the change. But, um, I mean, it's kind of like you said when we've been talking about, you know, off the show and stuff. You can't change. You can't change the quarterback won't fix off his line. It won't, and it won't fix all the other facets of the game. The Giants have a lot more going on than just their quarterback play. Eli Manning is not a bad quarterback by any means. Yes, he's getting older, and yes, Daniel Jones is probably the future, but I just think right now, doing it right now, it's just a little bit early. Coach Connell, what, what do you have on the matter? I personally think that Eli is kind of on the downslope of his career. Um, again, I hate to see him like get benched, but it's I'm kind of right in the right mindset of trying to find a good quarterback for the Giants and kind of get him ready for the playoff hopefully this year. I agree with what you're saying. I'm, you know, I'm in. I'm not, you know, blinding myself to the fact that Eli Manning is in the twilight of his career. Yes, he's been my favorite quarterback since I've started following football when I was about four or five years old. But it's not necessarily that I'm against the benching. It's just two weeks into the season. It feels to me more like ra- rather than doing the what's best for Daniel Jones with Sterling Shepard still up with concussion, Benny Fowler still nursing a calf injury. You know, you all, the only receiver you have right now, Golden Tate still on a suspension. All you got is Evan Ingram with a bad offensive line, maybe the worst defensive football besides the Miami Dolphins. It feels more like Shermer and Gettleman are doing this to save their jobs rather than doing what's best for the Giants. Yeah, but didn't he get benched last year as well? He, he got benched or two, two years, years ago. ago. Two years two ago years for ago. one week. One week. By McAdoo in, for Geno Smith, which that was the question of everybody. You know, they weren't necessarily against Eli getting benched, but why for a guy you know can't succeed in the NFL as a starting quarterback? McAdoo gets fired that next week and Eli returns as the starter. Do you think the Steelers are the – or the Saints might pick him up just due to the fact that Drew Brees and Roethlisberger are out, and Drew Brees is out for the entire rest of the year. No, now, they do have that dual threat guy. No, that's Roethlisberger out for the entire year. Big Ben's out for Brees the year. Brees is out Big for eight weeks. Out eight weeks. Yeah. So that's gotcha. why I think the Saints are probably are not 
as likely as the Steelers that somebody's going to make a move. But I think I, I don't think the Steelers will either, mainly because they might later if they win a couple games, but then they go on a down a down slide. But I think right now they're kind of excited to see what they have in Rudolph. You know, that's been a second yeah. round pick on them. They want to see if that's the guy they drafted to be the future. But and, and also it comes down to Eli Manning has a no trade clause. It depends on if he wants to move his family in the middle of the season to go over to Pittsburgh. Now I know that's not far away from New Jersey necessarily, but you know Eli, he's built you know he's built a career there. He's built a home there. It just depends, you know, on how what he sees fit for his situation. I, I'll tell you one thing. Whoever it's probably gonna be Bridgewater, but even if uh, the Taysom Hill over there at New Orleans, there one of those guys is gonna be in a bad situation because Drew Brees has spoiled that New Orleans family over there. You know, oh, which is how great of a quarterback he is. But there's still plenty of talent. Yeah, there's still plenty of talent. But I just feel they have a lot of pressure with, on themselves just because of how good Drew Brees was. I will say, and of course, Bridgewater got thrown to the fire against a really good Rams team with a good defense. But, man, did they look lost Sunday after Brees went out of the game. They definitely looked lost to me. Another, you know, another topic to get in the NFL is uh, Chad Kelly getting weighed by the Colts on Tuesday. I saw that, yeah. Uh now, most believe if he passes, if he clears waivers, nobody picks him up, uh, the Colts are going to sign him back to the practice squad. To me, it kind of surprised me because they signed Brian Hoyer uh, uh, to be a veteran presence, but they signed him so Philip Walker doesn't have to be your main backup. If you don't have trust enough in a guy to be your main backup, but you've seen Kelly, who, yes, it's in the preseason, but still, there, you can't deny talent. Now, he may not be... He may not dominate like he did in the preseason, but he, there's no denying there's arm talent there. It surprised me that Walker wasn't released and Kelly was put at the third stream because, you know, a quarterback needy team like the Jets, they've lost uh, Darnold for who knows how long with Mono, and then you lose Simeon, who's out for the year. So you've got Luke Falk, former Mike Leach quarterback, so you know he's going to be able to sling it. But after that, who have you got? I'd be surprised if the Jets don't pick him up. And that Jets game the other night was not pretty. No. I remember two, two possessions in a row they were inside their own five. And quarterback got sacked by the Garrett guy Miles three, Garrett. three times in a row. Yeah. It's kind of like, okay, that second time throw the ball. But the Jets still haven't looked good, and I don't know how long. So are they going to pick up Tua you in know, the draft? It, it, yeah. Who's going to get Tua in the draft? Well, that, dep- you know, that depends on you know when do, the, when do these teams – the Dolphins have already – they've decided their time. Yeah. They traded Minka Fitzpatrick, which I don't get why they trade Fitzpatrick. Uh, but uh, real quick, you asked me about you know Big Fitzpatrick going to uh, Pittsburgh, you know not wanting to be a corner, and he's starting at safety this week. That's what I figured. Yeah, was gonna happen. he's going to start at safety this week. But it just it's confusing to me why they would trade him off. But Dolphins are obviously tanking. Uh, the Giants, I mean, they're going to unintentionally tank. I think you know I'm not saying Jones is going to be bad, but I don't think anything's going to help them win a football game. But that that's just a quarterback change. Something's got to improve with the offensive line and the defense. Uh, and I think, the, you know, the Jets, if things go south while Darnold's out with Mono, you know, they definitely might decide, hey, let's tank for the season. And they believe in Darnold, I think, so I don't think Tua is the quite the right choice. But you never know. It depends on when Darnold comes back, does he look really bad this year uh, for the rest of the season? Going back to Chad Kelly real quick, um, Coach Connell, you can come in on this because you're a coach. I feel like one of the reasons why they ended up releasing him is – I mean, yes, Chad Kelly showed it all, Miss, and you know he showed it when he has chance in the NFL. He has arm talent, and he has he has the quality to be a really good quarterback. But off the field issues issues just magnify better than on field play. What what do you feel well, about that's that, the Coach? Thing Kyle? Is, you know, with Chad Kelly's past, you know, you're not the star quarterback, so they're kind of going to wave some stuff. Like if Baker Mayfield did something now, you know, he's the star of 
of who he is and that program. And, you know, you can kind of, eh. But with Chad Kelly being the third string guy, pretty much the practice guy, you know, it's kind of like they're not wasting their time with him. Yeah. Um, but kind, of like, kind of like the guy off e- from East Mississippi that went with the Raiders um, and Gruden cut him in two yeah. weeks yeah. into mm-hmm. it. You know, it's kind of the same situation. But I was just asking you as a coach, you know, like the off-field issues, that issues that just kind of magnifies over a little bit of, yeah, you know, you, your on-field you, play. Especially when it comes out in the media, like you can't you can't hide or anything like that. Once it's out, it's out, and everybody knows about it. Yeah, it's just it, – and that's a good thing to, you know, ask you from a coach's perspective because people can sit at home all day and say, oh, you give this kid another chance or, oh, you know, you don't ever trust him again. You know, your coach, I'm sure, in your long time, time of coaching – uh, you know, whether it's been public or private, you've seen off-the-field issues getting put players' way. You know, how big of a deal is that to a coach? Is it, you know, a one-time thing I, I'm sure is looked at much less than a consistent pattern of off-field issues? Off-the-field issues, you kind of want to kind of keep them in your program kind of thing first. But the next thing on top of it, you know, at the situation we're at, you don't really want to you know, get rid of a kid because, you know, maybe they're not learning anything from it. Um, so the big thing, you know, I think you got to – every player is different, though, but you can't treat them different. Um, but, again, I think it starts – everything starts at the top in your organization. And whatever your head coach or your owner or whatever, anything like that feels about it, you just got to go with it. Um, that's what I think about off the field. Yeah. Off the field stuff. You know, I, it surprises me going back to that you talking about, uh, Kelly, that, you know, the Broncos, after they saw so much from him last year, you know, don't get me wrong, I know he had a – I know he had a pass, but – when you have guys, you know, and, and you know, technically he was proven in an investigation that nothing, you know, that they couldn't prove that anything happened. But when you have guys like Tyreek Hill who got accused for domestic violence and then he doesn't get a suspension at all, but then you have Chad Kelly and you know, no nothing that violates an off-field issue is right. But you, there is, you know, from from entering, you know, from trespassing, it seems like that would be looked at much less than a domestic violence, you know, violation mm-hmm. than rather getting no suspension at all for that, but Kelly just getting straight up released rather than suspended. But it's the kind of, kind of the same thing as, like, Kaepernick. You know, no one's really heard about Kaepernick since. You get blackballed. You get Yeah, you almost get blackballed, and it's kind of like, well, it's, you know, you always hear, you know, bad publicity is always good publicity in some, some way or fashion, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that is good publicity. Um, but it's kind of like Kaepernick. You know, what's happened to him, no one knows. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no doubt. Kaepernick has gotten blackballed. People can, you know, I'm not a big fan of some of the antics that he's went through. Now, some people do just, they, they're they so mad at him, they find anything he does and blows it out of proportion. I'm not exactly like that. Now, I'm not a big fan of some of his antics. But he's, there's no doubt about it. Whichever side of the argument you fall on, he's been blackballed by the NFL. I mean, you saw where Antonio Brown's going to kind of get Kind of get he's away. getting dropped by Nike. Yeah, hey, well, he's getting dropped by Nike, but when it comes to that sexual harassment, I, I saw something the other day where he's gonna kind of get an easy side of that. Do you see that? Uh, I didn't actually. Well, uh, hey, which is interesting in that situation because you know uh, it came out that the woman passed the lie detector test. I'm kind of surprised he hasn't been put on the inactive list. But you know, it, it surprises me that he hasn't been put on the inactive. You know, but and, something that that's serious. And it's like Belichick. You know, you pick him up just kind of. You know, he's a good player, but you kind of he got his couple passes that he did the other day in the game. And they kind of said, okay, we're done, kind of thing. It's more of a hey, we'll take you for right now, and you know, if you can't clean it up, we aren't going to deal with you. Yeah, I got an alert from ESPN yesterday after lunch, and it says Antonio Brown won't be prosecuted over sexual assault allegation due to statute of limitations. So, it's, you know, 
you know, I'm sure that that's going to be definitely explored more. But again, uh, it just depends on perception. You know, obviously, you know, the everybody right now knows that Brown, you know, even though it hasn't been confirmed or not, he hadn't commented on it. He forced his way out of Oakland. He didn't want to be in Oakland. We knew, we now know with how the, the events went down with the Patriots signing him like that. Yeah. He, he wanted out of Oakland. He forced his way out of Oakland. But he didn't do anything necessarily wrong. So he hasn't been blackballed by the NFL just yet. But this is a situation where he could get kind of into that. But moving on from the NFL, let's get a little bit into college. Uh, quick shout out because uh, Coach Connell asked for this. You played baseball at the Citadel, didn't baseball you? Baseball at the Citadel. Go, dogs. Citadel pulling off. I don't know. I mean, it was a little bit of an upset. Yeah, but Georgia Tech beating Georgia Tech. In the ironic thing, by running the triple option offense that Paul Johnson had ran so long uh, for the Yellow Jackets. I mean, my guy at quarterback got player of the game with one for four passing. Yeah. I mean, All what right. a guy. Go the, the Citadel with a big win over Georgia Look, at Georgia Tech. Bulldogs yep. always beat road. Jackets. Always. It, you sound like Mike Leach now. Always no, it, beat Jackets. By the way, if you haven't heard the Mike Leach battle of Pac-12 <laughs> mascots, <laughs> go watch it. It's absolutely phenomenal. Mike Leach for the next head coach of Ole Miss. I'm, going to, uh, okay. I'm speaking that in existence <laughs> right now, but uh, you know, for real, uh, you know, just to get a little shout out there for them in there. Obviously, an FCS program, but you know, they they beat Georgia Tech at, on the road. They hold their own with Alabama for a half last, last year. year. Yep. I mean, there's no denying that Citadel, especially at their level, they're good football. Well, let me, that's the thing you can't count out the triple option. No, like we talked about all the time a couple weeks ago. Look at what Army did to Michigan. Army to Michigan. The thing is, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you got control of the game. Triple option's great. Yeah. Anytime you start going downhill, it's kind of hard to catch up. What, what's more surprising, the Citadel beating Georgia Tech or Tennessee finally winning a game? But, again, you can't count <laughs> out the Southern Conference, though. Uh, the Mocs had a had a good start. Yeah. Never they, really got on the board, though. Nah, yeah. In but fact, they never got on the board. They never got on but, the board. You know, they. I mean, for a quarter, I mean, Tennessee, you know, was uh, struggling a little bit, but then they finally blew away. I mean, definitely the Citadel was probably more yeah. surprised, but – that's more Tennessee, of a shot at Tennessee. But Tennessee yeah. is now – if you look at if you look at their schedule now, they're set up to play Georgia, Florida, and I think Kentucky in the next few weeks. Tennessee could start out 1-6. And, and I believe it will happen. Oh, man. 1-6. And Fulmer got fired. Just always remember that. Philip Fulmer always got fired. Oh, man. You know, I, and it's not that I don't necessarily believe that if Pruitt gets, you know, a year to get his guys in there and get them under his system, he can't mm-hmm. be a good football coach. Man, just a terrible start for Tennessee. Uh, but again, BYU won this last weekend as well, though. They yeah, did. They, they beat did. USC. They did. BYU's not. They're not, not a bad as football bad team. No, as they used to be. It's more about in the way they lost because Tennessee had them on the ropes. They had to complete a sixty-five yard pass down the field to, to tie the game up and then win it in overtime. You know, it's just more about it, the joke there. You know, obviously Georgia State was just getting dominated by a by a team, a, a barely FCS team. But, you know, with BYU is more about how do you lose that game when you're so – But is it worse to be Tennessee or Florida State right now? Florida – I would say – Almost Flo- losing to Louisiana Monroe. I would say Florida State is actually in a worse state than Tennessee. Yes. I, I, Tennessee, the, no matter what they've done the past few years, they've recruited well. Florida State has struggled recruiting these yes, last few have. years. And plus, I believe that Pruitt is a much better coach than Willie Taggart. Yes, 100% guarantee – and again, I am a partial Tennessee, partial Florida State fan. Yeah, Pruitt, Pruitt's way better coach, way better coach. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you guys there, but I was going to take the equal. I don't want to be in either of them. 
No. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I'm, I'm taking dog. the equal. I'm so not go taking dogs. Yeah. You know, dogs. let's get a roundup. Let's, let's, dog go to let's, let's get like. a roundup of, you know, we've been three weeks now in the SEC. Let's get a little bit of a roundup of what we're seeing in the conference. You know, uh, the, we've already talked about Tennessee, obviously. Arkansas, mm, they, they've looked bad, but when Starkville got put at quarterback instead of Hicks, yep. they've looked much better. Which one's the baseball player? Uh, I think I think Hicks is. Starkle was the former quarterback of Texas A&M. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Kentucky had Florida on the ropes. They should have won that they game. They should have won that game. And, uh, you know. Still not a fan of Franks. No, no. And he's out for the year. Yeah. Not a Tra- fan of Trask I'm better. sad that he went out for the year, but. No, yeah. You never hope for a guy for injuries. Yeah. But Trask, to me, did look better than Felipe Franks has. Yeah. yeah. Felipe uh, just wants to make that big play. Yes. Alabama's wide receivers are. Very good. Oh, they're so good. You know, led by Jerry Judy, but you know they've got obviously more talent there. Yeah. They just, man, Alabama's offense is just—it's crazy. In a time where ten years ago it was Alabama, they scored just enough points for their defense to win the football game. Now this year, with you know the guys they've had go down, uh, with uh, Mac Wilson going down at the linebacker spot, now it's almost this year for Alabama. Their inexperience in the front seven is making their offense have to yeah. do a load of the work. And I think that's what you're going to see in conference play for the most of the part. Heard, on the, heard down the road the other day, Tua might be out this week. Not really? sure if it's fake news or not. Really? Still found, saw it the other day. I mean, that's not put his sure brother in. Not sure if it was in. fake or not. Who they, play, um, who they got this week? They got Southern Miss. All right. They yeah. It, yeah, might they, as well not even play they, they, anyway. play, they play Mac Jones, if if so, because they want to redshirt Talia. Yeah. Because he hasn't yeah, played at all year. Take 50% on that. Probably not yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, you know, Looking at the rest of the SEC, uh, Florida, you know they survived. Trask looked pretty good. We'll see that jury's still out on them. South Carolina, they gave Alabama all they wanted, you know, for about a half. I yeah. mean, which this year, with think, how their offense looks, is pretty impressive. I think that first game versus North Carolina was kind of a wake up call for them. It definitely was. They definitely looked better after that. Uh, you and know, what, speaking about what about the North Carolina Wake Forest game where the guy ran out of bounds, oh, one wow. second left, yeah, clock keeps running. Referees run off the field. You can't stop. No, them. yeah, God, that's what a terrible way to lose football mm. game. Right, speaking of this, see, let's just go around the horn. Shout out for Les Miles winning by twenty four points on the road. On to, the road, Kansas to Boston is three and College. O. Are they not? No, they're two and one. They two lost to Coastal oh, Carolina. Okay, okay. Sorry. Hey, Chanta clears. Rock the FCS. Jayhawk can't can't out the FCS schools. No, I mean, used get, to be FCS. Uh, in the Sun Belt now. You know, there's just – the SEC's in a couple – you're now seeing it take shape. You know, yeah. you, you know Alabama, LSU, Georgia, and the jury, I think, is still a little bit out on Auburn. This week's big for Auburn. That's mm-hmm. the biggest matchup in the conference this week is Auburn, Texas a well, We all agree that the Pac-12's out, though. Yeah. Yeah, like I their, agree. their reign of about five years – being pretty dominant with USC and UCLA, yeah, they, they're uh, some of those, and the, Washington's not as good as no, they uh, their their chances lie with uh, Oregon running the table and one of the pack um, one of the Power Five conferences having a two loss champion. Yeah. yeah, that's where their chances lie. Um, LSU's you, pretty dominant though. They're yeah. they're insanely and good. And to be, so far I heard they also the other day that quarterbacks' dads from Amory, right down the road. Really? Yep. Grew up in Amory, so. I just think he could have been a Northeast Tiger if he had stuck around. Mm. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe an Ole Miss Yeah, rebel. maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know, us, and you know, like we usually do every week, uh, you know, Ole Miss scraped their way to a win. State, tough loss at home against Kansas State. Uh, Jackson, I, I asked your dad about this uh, the other day. 
you know, I saw a lot of tweets about the crowd being terrible against Kansas State. Was it as bad as people said it oh, was? Oh, yeah, it was bad. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, it just – I thought there would have been a better crowd just for Kansas State being a power five, but, I mean, there probably wasn't 40,000 people there. Mm. It was bad. Well, it was very it's, hot. I mean, don't get it, wrong, but Miss, – Mississippi State and Ole Miss are just – they're struggling to draw crowds right now. Well, hey, agree? That's a college football problem. Yeah. Unless you're a blue blood program – People are struggling to draw crowds. I I I really I was really hoping Kentucky wins that game against Florida because therefore Kentucky may or may not been ranked and if they were ranked that's going to draw. A y'all little have bit an eleven a.m. game this week. It's three o'clock. Three o'clock. So yeah. y'all got a better time than us. An eleven a.m. game for Ole Miss and Cal. That's a tough. And why do they keep doing that? Because didn't Alabama play at eleven a.m. the other day or something like because, that? Because and that's exactly why Alabama issued a statement and said we're sick and tired of playing eleven a.m. games. We're freaking Alabama. We shouldn't have to play eleven a.m. I'm with you. And that's why that's why Alabama and Ole Miss are playing at two thirty. A game in which Alabama will probably be favored by about twenty eight points is yeah. going to be the primetime game of the week for us it's at CBS. Yeah. That's terrible. Well, I'm not a family game day going up to Iowa State and Iowa. No. No, I mean. But, again, they haven't been there. Yeah, they haven't been there. You know, if Syracuse would have won, it would have been Syracuse and Clemson. Uh, Um, Clemson's pretty good this year, too. It's going to, you know, there's going to Georgia and Notre Dame this weekend, which is no doubt the best game of the week. Really Uh, looking forward to that game. Who you got on that pick real quick? Uh, I know we're going to do that later on. Yeah, we'll do that later on. Uh, A hot take. I might be looking forward to that game more than I'm looking forward to the Mississippi State game. No, I I don't disagree with you. That's going to be an awesome game. I do think Notre Dame – does need to join a conference sometime soon. They're in the ACC for everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, just go ahead and join it for football. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I but agree. Again, they do have that. Is it still NBC? Are they no, still CBS. No, it'll be C- yes, they are. But since it's a road game, CBS gets the rights. Gotcha. But CBS is doing a double. They're picking up. That's a late o'clock game. Yes, seven o'clock. They, they and the Alabama and LSU are actually not going to be on. They took. Alabama and LSU is usually a night game spot because they're like, hey, you don't always get Notre Dame, so let's go ahead and put them on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but talking about, you know, give me your rap, and we'll get into the pickle, like yeah. uh, Kevin said in just a minute, but tell me your thoughts about last week for State and your thoughts about this week. You know, you got Kentucky coming in, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. still look pretty good oh, despite yeah. losing Terry Wilson. Yeah. Uh, last week, I mean, it's as simple as, B, uh, not BYU, Kansas State won the battle up front, therefore they control the game. They control the game, you know, I wouldn't say all 60 minutes, but for about 40 minutes of the, you know, the playing time, they control the game and they did what they wanted to do on offense and defense. And I mean, you can't expect to win, you know, they had that, uh, the pivotal part, pivotal part of the game. We got up 24 to 17, we're gaining a little bit momentum and then they just a hundred yard return. And that just, that killed it after that. Quarterback from Starkville. I mean, the quarterback for State, still good, still iffy. Yeah, they said Stevens felt a lot better this Monday than he did last Monday. So, I feel Here's like he's just th- progression every day. Here's the thing, and, I'm and you know, I, I'm not trying to rain on your parade because you have plenty you could do with me, too, as an Ole Miss fan. But if I'm just being completely honest, what I took from that game, if, if Kansas State doesn't muff the two fumbles and they don't fumble the interception return – they might beat y'all by two or three scores. Yeah, they I, just I mean, I they agree. dominated yeah, y'all last I mean, week. And you know that happens. Yeah. It's not to say y'all are a bad team. That happens with almost every team, unless you're an Alabama or a Clemson. Yeah, you, you're going to get dominated one week because you're just not going to have it. But you know it does worry me just a little bit. Uh, the defense they look like they regressed they a little good. bit from last week against. They Southern. played a little bit better in the second half, but yes, in the first did. half they looked awful. They did. Um, but what I mean, 
uh, they just dug themselves in. When you're looking at the big picture, looking at the future, you know, trying to get in good ball games, they dug themselves in a really deep hole because you need to go four and zero in the. When you're in the SEC, you got to go four and zero in the non-conference, and they just dug themselves in a hole. Oh yeah, because now you're going to end up three and one in the yeah. non-conference. Yeah. You, now you got to find three conference wins. You got to you got to beat A and M or Auburn both on the road. You got to beat one of those. Yeah, because I mean you got uh, and you, well, uh, you got Arkansas, so that's four. Yeah. And then you have, I would say you have to win this week and Ole Miss to feel safe yeah. because. You're asking a tall tale to go win Auburn or A&M on the road. Yeah. Um, but looking forward into this week, Kentucky's not a bad team at all. And I keep on telling everybody, if we don't, you know, make progressions up ever since last week, if we play, you know, anywhere close to like we did last week, we will get beat. And I won't feel sorry about it because they did not play well and they need to learn from it. And I'm, But all that said, I'm looking forward to this week and I want to see them play better and beat Kentucky this weekend. Who's y'all's other crossover opponent from the East this year? Tennessee. We play Tennessee. at Tennessee. I mean, well, that that might be a win there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't worry about y'all's bowl eligibility yet. Well, I'm not worried about the eligibility. I'm just worried about getting a good yeah. bowl. Uh, you know. But if you do lose this week, then you just start to worry about it a little bit because it could be easy to drop one on the road at Neyland or yeah. uh, just lose the Egg Bowl because, I mean, Ole Miss and State look much more even this year than I thought they were going to look at the yeah. start of the year. Uh, moving on to Ole Miss, I'll be quick. Uh I, I know the defense. They gave they had the worst performance of the year last uh, of the early season last week. But they also forced four turnovers. So you know there's an up and down to that. I don't care how bad a team it is to force four turnovers. The defense is impressive anytime. I think and I think the reason was for the bad performance just in terms of yards and allowing score points. I just think they were looking ahead to Cal. I think you know a lot of these guys are especially on the defense are juniors and seniors. So they were on the team when we lost to Cal on the road back in 2017. So I think they were looking ahead. The defense and the offense were both not wanting to show much to Cal. Uh, the offense for the third straight week, the play calling got better. They looked better. I'm still not the most sure. You know, knock, yeah, knock on, I don't know if you're knocking on wood, but that's what I would be doing. What does Cal have, you know, what's their... Their, their defense is phenomenal this year. Defense. It's up in the, it, if I'm correct, it's still up in the top 20 defenses in the country. Defense. Which is surprising for a West Coast team, but... You know, that's definitely their calling card. Uh, but didn't they have a good running back a couple years ago? They did. Yeah, they're they're a little bit young on offense this year. Uh, but, you know, I expect them to come in and give a heck of a fight, no doubt about it. Uh, I'm looking right here. on, on uh, They've allowed only 16 points a game. They've only allowed 300 yards a game, which is not bad at all. Now, they do look like they have a little bit of a weakness allowing 130 yards on the ground. That would probably be the t- a weakness you'd attack, but they only allow 180 yards to the air, which is very good in today's game. And what time does that game start? That's an 11 a.m. game. Yeah, that's tough for a West Coast team. Yeah, and I and I've heard around I've heard that the Ole Miss administration actually asked for that 11 a.m. kickoff as to make Cal really. You know, it, kind of I mean, use your advantage. Yeah. But, I mean, the only bad thing about that is getting your fans to turn out for an 11 a.m. Yeah. game. Uh, speaking into existence over here, saw yeah. the 11 o'clock kick at Mississippi State. I mean, what, let me ask you, because we've talked about it plenty of times on the show, what's your thoughts on 11 a.m. kickoffs or consistent 11 a.m. kickoffs? Because lately for the Mississippi schools, we've been half of our games of the seasons have been 11 a.m. kickoff yeah. games. It's kind of tough because, again, obviously Ole Miss has been out of the bowls for a while. And, again, obviously it's for TV rights and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, if you're like an Ole Miss or a state, you're just lucky to get on TV, I would say. you know. Um, but, again, 11 a.m. start. You know, If you're right after college game day, it might be good. But you know, you're not going to get any fans in the stands for 11 a.m. start compared to a 6 or 8. 
you know, 11 a.m. that means they're tailgating at 7:30, and no one's really going to get there after Friday night football and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so again, you what know, channel is the Ole Miss game on? You know, it's going to be uh, on ESPNU at okay. 11. So. We got the SEC network, so. Gotcha. 11 a.m. is never ever. No, and and I'm you know I know you got to do it for TV. I know, but a team getting six kickoffs uh, around five or six because I believe Ole Miss last year had six 11 a.m. kickoffs. That's that you. There should be a limit. There there should be a limit. I'm with you on that. Just like how there's a limit that the SEC that SEC on CBS only shows Alabama five times a year. Or they can only show a single team five times a year. Which, oh, that's a rule? Yes, that's I a rule. That. That's why that's actually the reason, only reason that they came to the Egg Bowl in 2014 when we were so good. Really? They were still going to go to the Iron Bowl, but they had used up all their Alabama appearances. I did not know that. It's interesting. That's the only reason. Uh, but, you know, let's jump into the pick em. We've let's had a pretty good episode yeah. uh, so far. Uh, let's... We'll start. We'll start. Go go ahead and get some of the SEC games out of the week. We'll just pick them straight up. Not going to pick against the lines. I'll tell you the lines. But okay. Um, you know, Alabama's thirty half at thirty eight and a half point favorite over Southern Miss. Uh, we know Alabama's going to win. Do y'all think Southern Miss gives them any trouble at all? I know Southern Miss is getting paid a good chunk of change for this mm-hmm. game. They are. Um, but again, Bryant didn't stay in. We're probably not going to win there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they'll. They won't cover the spread though. I mean, Alabama's going to. No. Alabama's going to kill. Them. I could see Abraham early. Uh, giving him a little bit of pressure because he turns the ball over a lot, Jack Abraham does, but he can also when he's not turning the ball over, he's a he's I mean, he can dice up a defense. What was what was the score for Southern Miss and thirty eight fifteen. Thirty eight fifteen. you know. Uh so take that as you will. LSU uh, on the road to play Vanderbilt. Anchor down. Yeah, Vanderbilt's gonna get smacked in that Anchor one. down. But again is or is L S U coming off too big of a win though? No. LSU's uh, not coming off too big of a win. Coach, yeah. oh, <laughs> it's a heart, man. Uh, Tennessee at, on the road at Florida. That's Florida all the way. But if yeah. it, last time they played there, though, Tennessee threw a Hail Mary to beat Florida. Uh, I mean, I'm not on the Tennessee train. No, uh, no, not quite. Especially, I'm not, I'm not even that Especially on the road. If it was at Neyland, if it was at Neyland, I might possibly think about Tennessee giving them a game. But I'm not even. I'm, I'm not even at the train station. I'm, still, then, I'm still at home. Here's yeah. one. Here, Florida here's, all the way. Here's the first game that's a little bit of a question. Cal and Ole Miss. Um, Ole Miss is a two and a half point favorite. What do you see here, Jackson? So basically, at that line, you're you're not even picking the line. You're picking who's winning. Basically, at two and a half, and I'm gonna go with Cal, but I'm gonna say if Ole Miss wins, I'm not gonna be surprised. Uh, I'm going Ole Miss all the way on that one. You know, it's, it, again, it is hard, like you said, for 11 a.m. start for Cal to get ready for it. Haven't really heard much about Cal all year, um, but I just think Ole Miss. It's hard to lose at home, you know, with, yeah. with the the program that you got. Yeah. My better judgment's telling me to go with Cal, but something tells me that Ole Miss is going to find a way to f- win the football game. You know, their defense is great, Cal's is, but here here's their three games this season. They played UC Davis and won 27-13. They played Washington on the road, and this is an impressive win, 20-19. Impressive win over Washington. And then they played North Texas at home and won 23-17. So defense has been solid in all those games, but the offense has not been very good. And with how improved this Ole Miss defense is this year, this might be the best defense they've seen yet besides maybe Washington. On the road, it's going to be tough to get up for an 11 a.m. game for a West Coast team. Better judgment here is what time over there? 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Yeah, and uh, another thing, quarterback Garbers for them. He's a freshman, 36 for 68, 478 yards, three touchdowns, interception. 
His completion percentage isn't great. Uh, give me the Rebels, barely. Yeah, I mean, if the Rebels win, like I said, I'm not going to be surprised at all. Barely, though. Uh, Auburn and Texas A&M, CBS game. Uh, A&M's a three-and-a-half-point favorite. At Auburn? Oh, no, it's at A&M. It's at A&M. Yeah, so 12-man advantage. Now, if it's at A&M, I think Auburn and A&M are very equally talented. They're a lot on the same playing field. And with A&M at home, I'm just going to pick the home team. I'm going to go A&M. Yeah, I was kind of excited for the Texas A&M-Clemson game. Um, but I didn't realize how good Clemson was. But, again, I do think Texas A&M, it's hard. I don't, think, Clint, I don't think Texas A&M was that bad. I think that showed how good Clemson yeah, is. Yeah, so and that's what I'm saying. Like, Clemson is very good. Yeah. Very, very good. I'm going to go with Auburn. And I've been – you know me. I'm one of Auburn's most – Call out the overhype, but they've done very well at Kyle Field in the last few years. They they go over there and either win or give them a very competitive ball game. Give me Auburn to pull a, a decent upset on the road. Just think, can Nick's handle the SEC road environment? If he could come back, it, the the defense in the second half against Oregon early in the season they proved you know that once they got adjusted to Herbert, they locked him down for the whole second half of the game. If Knicks could do enough against an improved Oregon defense to come back and win that football game, I think he can do enough to win on the road. Uh, is, you know, is the Gus bus about to be over, about to come to a park? I mean, it, you know, it depends on if he. Hey, if it wins this game, there's going to be a lot of yeah. hype around Auburn. They might move into the top five of the win this week. Maybe Kentucky and Mississippi State. Jackson, uh, I'll let you go last since you're a state fan. Since I went last, as Ole Miss fan. If here's what I'm, I'm gonna say, State. And this is relying on Stevens being healthy. If Stevens is healthy or at least close to 100%, give me the Bulldogs by maybe more than a touchdown. But if he's not healthy and Schrader has to play a big part, not to say that I don't think Schrader can be a good quarterback, but I still think he's still very, very green, obviously. He's a true freshman, correct? A redshirt, maybe? Hey, Schrader? Schrader. True. True freshman? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if Schrader has to play, it's going to be a very close ball game. It wouldn't surprise me if Kentucky won. Coach, what do you think about State and State and Kentucky? State's got a seven. The the spread is seven. Yes, seven, seven. points. I think I, I I'm going with State because obviously at home. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Kentucky is as good as they used to be last year. Running back situation's kind of done with. Um, but I, I got State in this one. Uh, wait, you didn't let me do my pick. I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I I'm gonna pick State, but I'm gonna say it's in a shootout. I don't think there's very much defense. I, I can't blame. Especially you especially yeah. if Stevens is healthy. Not much of a defense for Mississippi State this year. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, let's go. We'll, we'll circle back around to the game of the week. Utah and USC. Utah's in the top ten now. UFC coming off a loss to BYU. Uh, Utah's only a four point favorite on the road. I'm gonna say Utah big. I'm not a believer in USC. Give me Utah because Stanford proved last week on the road against UCF. Stanford is not the Stanford of old. Give me no. Utah big. Utah. Yeah, Utah. I agree. Um, looking through Michigan and Wisconsin, pretty big game. Wisconsin on the road is a three, and, or on the, at home is a three and a half point favorite. I'm not buying into Michigan. Give me Wisconsin. They've and sold me this year. Their defense is phenomenal. I'm not a Michigan fan. I'm not a Harbaugh fan. I think it's all talk and show. I agree with you. Uh, I don't. Also, I don't understand why Wisconsin went down to USF to start off the year. Um, but again, it is what it is. Trying to go to hotter weather, but. I got Wisconsin way more than 3.5. Wisconsin has not allowed a point this season through three games. I don't care who you're playing. I don't care how many Rudy Poos you play. Zero points through three games is so impressive. Just because you're a Michigan hater, I'm going Michigan. Give me the Wolverines. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Little little rivalry matchup. Oregon and Stanford. Just to throw it out, there's a 
you know, Oregon Stanford matchup. I'm Oregon, obviously. I think they win big on the road. They're only a ten and a half point favorite on the road, but I think they win big. Yeah. Oregon. Yeah. Uh, Florida State and Louisville play. Louisville at home. It's Louisville. Lu- Louisville. It's Sorry. Louisville. Louisville. Yes, it is Louisville. And I, and Silent I, yes. I usually say I usually say Louisville. I usually say Louisville, but everybody corrects me about Mississippi. It's Louisville. Uh, uh, Mr. Long, we we have a special no, guest. No, no. <laughs> Mr. Long, what do you have for special us? General, General, I just overheard uh, the mistake. Uh, wow. I, I think another apology is in order. Go ahead. Yeah. The sorry, Louisville sorry to, Cardinals. Sorry to the uh, one-and-a-half Louisville fans that listen. Uh, um, at this rate, you're going to get down to a one-and-a-half fans, period, listening to the podcast. Hey. Oh. Wow. Wow. Okay. You can exit off that Oklahoma one. State yeah. and Texas. Uh, Texas. But no, we didn't pick Florida State. Or yeah, Louisville. you're you're right. Uh, Florida I mean, State's got an eight point. The spread is Florida State by eight. No shot. Louisville. Louisville. Florida State on the road. And I'm a Florida barely. State fan. Barely. Florida barely State on the road. Just want barely. The coach fired. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the coach. Get him out. Oklahoma State goes on the road to Texas. Texas is only a six point favorite at home. I still think Texas, but don't doubt the mullet and Mike Gundy. Ugh. Hook him. Hook him. Hook, Hook him. Throw it up. And my now. Man, my man, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right. Did you see the right. SEC short of after Texas lost of him staying in the uh, staying in the yeah. PA system? I still think it's funny him on the basketball court. Oh, yeah. Telling that guy to stand yeah. up. Yeah, stand up. Stand yeah, up I saw that. Notre Dame, and finally, our game of the week. Notre Dame, 2-0, and on the road to face Georgia, 3-0. and CBS hedges. night game. Uh, you, you, Uga is a 14.5-point favorite. Because of the spread, Notre Dame is going to cover that spread, but I'm giving the Ugga Bulldogs to take that one home. I really hope it's a really good game all the way down to the end because I'm really looking forward to watching that. So if Fromm doesn't have the year like he's expected to as a freshman, does he stay or does he go to the NFL? Mm, this is a good quarterback. Again, we always forget about that, him. Yeah, this is – no, and I, I like Fromm a lot out of this class. I think he's a winner. But mm-hmm. this uh, this – this quarterback class is really good. It's really so, good. So the question is, do you stay? Depends. And, I think it depends play, on the year. Because, again, Tua's out. Yeah. You know, the SEC's Justin wide Herbert's open. out. You know, the SEC's pretty much open. Mm-hmm. I would stay if you I were him. It depends on how much he values winning a, 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 another SEC championship. Or going after a, 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 maybe a third one if they were able to win this year. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your prediction on the game, though, Coach? I picked Georgia. You think they cover a 14-half spread? It's hard spread. for Georgia to lose at home. And I'm not a fan of Notre Dame. Um, and, again, it showed. I'm still – I know it's in the past. But when they played for the national championship that one year, it Terrible. wasn't even a competition. Yeah. And that was when what's-his-name was still trying to find his girlfriend. Manti-Tayo. Manti-Tayo. <laughs> and whatever happened to him. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we uh, – real quick, Notre Dame's averaging 50 points a game. Georgia's averaging 49 who who has Notre Dame played? I'll get to that in just a second. But Notre Dame has allowed fifteen and a half points a game. Georgia has only allowed seven points a game. I, they, Notre Dame has played the University of New Mexico and Louisville or Louisville, 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 Louisville. Sorry, sorry, Blake, don't you dare come back in here. Down to one fan. But in all seriousness, uh, bold prediction. I think Georgia blows them out. I wouldn't say. Blows I hope not. Them no, out. I know. I think they blow them out. I wouldn't say blows them out. Mm-mm. I'm not a big Notre Dame again, believer. The wide receivers at Georgia aren't as good as they used to be. Again, it still is running back university. Um, RBU. RBU. For people who doesn't don't understand what RBU stands for. Lingo. Lingo. Know the lingo, Lewis. 
Louisville, Louisville, Louisville fans. But I've got I've I've got Georgia blowing them out. I yeah. think bold prediction. But uh, coach, you know we appreciate you coming on. We've enjoyed it. It's been a great episode. This but has been I think the most fun episode. It has been done. one of the most fun episodes. Yeah, Blake. He's a better guest host than you. Let me just say that. Uh, But, you know, we'll give you a chance. You know, you're a sponsor. Kevin Connell Hitting Academy. But also, uh, Northeast Softball. We'll give you a chance if there's any anybody listening. Why why should their kids or themselves want to come play for you in Northeast? It's not really for me. You know, our head coach, Coach Jody Long, you know, he's probably one of the the greatest coaches around and probably one of the longest tenured coaches in the the state. Um, But just mainly, you know, Coach Ford, President Ford, Dr. Ford, and everyone upstairs in Ramsdale administration has kind of helped us out. Our sports information directors um, are are always on um, social media and everything like that, kind of blasting what, what positivity we have here at Northeast. Um, but, you know, it's, it's an opportunity. The big thing for us is graduation. Um, you know, it's 100% guaranteed you're going to graduate when you play for Northeast softball. Um, so, again, just the opportunity to get to play um, one of the nicest facilities in the country, um, one of the best programs in the country. Uh, but also, you know, just the family atmosphere we have here at Northeast. I was about to say, definitely mention the Field of Dreams, yeah. which is going to open up this next year. Y'all, if if, if you haven't uh, heard about it, it's going to be the nicest facility in the NJCAA. You need to come check it out when it opens up. No doubt spring. about it. Guys, it was fun. Got to head to practice. Absolutely. I look forward to being on here later on down the road. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, you sir. have a good rest of the day. See you. Are you going to be at the game tonight? Go dogs. Go Tigers. There you Let's go. go. Uh, speaking of, homes in Northeast, if you want to watch, you know, we'll shout them out because Northeast allows us to keep recording here. Uh, make sure you tune in on uh, Fun 91.9 FM or on NMCC TV. Uh, Carter Smith and Jody Prez will have the call again on homecoming night for Northeast as the Holmes Bulldogs at 0-3 come in to face the 2-1 and Tigers. Uh, real quick, Jackson, what do you think about that game? Uh, I, I'm thinking it's going to be a very evenly matched game, and I'm really looking forward to it. I think it's going to be – uh, uh, hopefully the Northeast offense can kind of get some rhythm and get going, and that might could pull them away at the end. But, you know, just having the whole homecoming vibe and everything, I really like the Tigers in this one tonight, and I hope they can go out there and, you know, secure this win. I'll agree with you there. I, I really hope the Tigers are able to pull this one out. It'll be a big win for it would. for us, no doubt. Uh, but any final comments on this episode? I, I, like I said earlier, this has been a really fun episode with Coach Connell. I hope we have – him to come back as well, and you know, even Blake, Blake can come back and do when he wants ah, to. He might, yeah, we maybe, might be, but we just enjoy everybody that's uh, listening to us. Go out there, tell your friends, and you know, hopefully, we get this thing, you know, even more on the rise and get more listeners, and just keep growing this thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, keep in tune with us. Uh, keep in tune with us on uh, on Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Facebook, and cousin and Twitter. Instagram at cousin cast, Facebook at cousin cast, Twitter at cast cousin. And just make sure on that social media, just make sure to be tuning in because we might have a special announcement coming out very soon. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, make sure you're tuned in there. Uh, tell any of your friends about it. Uh, but for Jackson Finch, I'm Peyton Taylor. Thank you for listening. Have a blessed day. <laughs>